Hello, and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. My name is Bridget Esselman, and I'm Being Boss. In this episode of Being Boss, we're talking about everyday tarot with Bridget Esselmont. As always, you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. All right, bosses, Caitlin here works with us behind the scenes here at Being Boss, and today she's popping in for a minute here to talk about money. So you work over here on the Being Boss team, but you're also a freelancer. How do you use FreshBooks to manage your client invoices? Well, I send my invoices through FreshBooks, and I'm lucky enough to not have to think about them from there because my clients pay me on time. (laughs) But even if they didn't, I could set up reminders through FreshBooks. Just set it and forget it, and then I don't have to feel like I'm nagging. How about tracking expenses? Uh, If I have to buy something for a client or if I have travel expenses related to work I'm doing, it's super easy to just upload a photo from my phone. They have a great app or from my desktop, a confirmation email or something like that, and then just add it as a line item on the invoice. FreshBooks Cloud Accounting makes keeping track of your books so easy. Get paid faster with their invoicing systems and keep track of your expenses year-round. Try FreshBooks Cloud Accounting for free today by going to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter Being Boss in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Bridget Esselmont is a professional tarot reader and teacher, intuitive business coach, and spiritual entrepreneur. She is the founder of Biddy Tarot and inspires over 4 million people each year to live more mindful and enlightened lives using the tarot as a guide. A self-confessed tarot lover, Bridget can't help but spread the love to other tarot enthusiasts. She teaches aspiring tarot readers how to read tarot with confidence, and she helps tarot professionals build their own business empires that are aligned with their sole purpose. When she's not reading tarot, Bridget loves spending time with her two daughters and husband on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Bridget! We are so excited to have you back on the show. I think that you're one of our top repeat guests, which officially makes you a boss girlfriend. Oh, I'm super, super excited. I was thinking, yeah, three times. Maybe I am like one of the only folks who've been on here for three times. So I absolutely appreciate it. And I love chatting with you guys. Super fun. Well, I am doing what I'm turning into a tradition with you. I think the last time we recorded, we started the episode with me pulling a card and Kathleen and I trying to decipher it for ourselves and remembering we have Biddy Tarot on the podcast and we should probably let her do it. So I'm going to pull a card if you don't mind. Go for it. And then we'll go from there. I hope it's not a really scary one. Here we go. I know. Me too. All right. I have the Four of Cups. What does that mean for us and our conversation? Is that, so is that the intention that you had in mind, Emily, when you were pulling the card? So what, like the context for today? Yes, yes. All right. So interesting, like the Four of Cups for me is kind of like choosing your opportunities. So oftentimes you have things presented to you and for whatever reason, you may say yes or no to them. And sometimes we say yes or no to those opportunities kind of more out of 
um, apathy or not really gelling with stuff or even being a little bit despondent in some ways. Other times, though, we can be a little bit more discerning and we're making those choices based on emotional needs uh, and kind of what we're feeling at the moment. So it's just it's an interesting one to see come up um, and thinking about what you're saying yes and no to. Um, what do you see, Emily? Because you've got the card right in front of you. I always encourage folks to really check in with the imagery and what it means for you. I, I, I agree with this. She's sitting with four cups. Two are in front of her. Two are behind her. Also, two are like where she's sitting and two are on the ground. I see that as like a myriad of choices. Um, and she's she seems to be hanging she seems to be making her choice of one of them and there's no difference between any of them by any means um she also seems a little she honestly seems a little like um i guess emotionally separated from the choice she just kind of like, I guess I'll take this one. So, yeah, it's, it's very much right. Like, so maybe we have some questions laid out for you today. Are those a bunch of birds flying above her head? And, or is that? That's just gold foil decorations. Oh, okay. So it looks like a bunch of birds flying, but it's actually gold foil. So I'm going to take this card as meaning that no matter what I choose, yes or no, Gold is going to be falling on my head <laughs> in the best way. I agree with that. I agree with that one. We'll take that one. So perfect. Then let's go at these questions. But I think as usual, we will say yes or no to them as they come along and follow the conversation wherever it goes. So thank you, Bridget, for hanging out with us today. Let's dive in. I think that this is such a great way to even open this show because something that you and I, Emily, do often is pull a tarot card whenever we're having conversations with publishers and which one to go with or whenever we're really um, struggling with a certain decision and need to see things that we can't quite see or need a different perspective on it. We'll pull a card or pull a spread on it. And so we have learned how to use tarot in this way a lot from you, Bridget. You have been such a guiding voice in really using tarot in really practical ways and blending that kind of spirituality and trust that comes with it um, and the guidance that comes with it with very, very practical things. So with that, tell us what you've been up to and what you've been working on. Mm, neat. <laughs> so over the last year, I've been creating uh, a new book called Everyday Tarot, Unlock Your Inner Wisdom and Manifest Your Future. And, you know, when it's funny, this whole book journey, and, and I've been, you know, I know very much about yours too. Um, it's gone for years. So I had a number of book agents reach out to me over the last few years going, come on, Bridget, write a book, write a book. And I'm like, no, thanks. Nope. Too much work. No, already done that um, with the self-publishing. And eventually I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is getting annoying. This must be like an intuitive message or something. So um, I finally said yes. And when I got to thinking about well, what kind of book do I want to write, I did a bit of research. I looked at other tarot books and what I found was that most tarot books had either all the tarot card meanings or here's how to do your three card reading, here's how to shuffle the cards. And I thought, oh, it's just been done before. That's not, nah, that's not me. And I really wanted to um, get in touch with the way that I am in relationship with tarot. 
And just like you said, Kathleen, I am so practical, down to earth, grounded and spiritual at the same time. And I knew that for me to be fully authentic in this book, it had to be about how I bring tarot into my everyday. And so the book that I've written is, um, it's divided up into multiple chapters. Obviously that's a book, uh, but it's- <laughs> Tell it's, us how a book works. <laughs> it has pages. Um <laughs> So in these different chapters, we've got things like tarot for self-discovery, which I just find super juicy. And I've put that you know right at the start because that's where it's at. That's how I love using tarot for really digging in deep and almost holding up a mirror to our soul to really reflect and see what's going on inside of ourselves. Because all of the answers that we need, everything that we're seeking, like what we think externally we're seeking, it's actually all inside of us. And the cards just are reflecting that back into you. And I also believe that once we're in full alignment with who we really are, and we're in our, you know, authenticity, that's when other things like relationships, career, um, finances, all of that stuff starts to come into flow. So there are other chapters around um, relationships, whether you're in relationship with yourself, which we all are, or you're starting a new relationship, or you're in, you know, a 10 plus year relationship and how you can deepen that. Um, the Tarot for Career, when I was writing that, it was really interesting because, um, as you know, like I'm an entrepreneur, I love the freedom, but most people are in a nine to five regular job. And I thought, oh, I've got to write this for like everybody else. And so I start writing, <clears throat> I'm writing things like, um, you know, here's how to ask for a pay rise. Here's how to please your boss. And it felt so out of integrity with me. I'm writing it going, oh, this is how you do it. And I'm like, I didn't enjoy it much at all. And then my editor wrote back. She's like, Bridget, no, you've got to redo this. Everything else, awesome. This chapter, no. Um, and it was such an interesting process because I had to really get into connection with how can I feel authentic in writing this chapter, but also speak to, you know, the my audience, which is a wide range of people. And eventually I landed on, you know, career is very much about, knowing where your you know superpowers are, where your talents are, where you, where's your zone of genius, and then applying that in the work that you're doing. So it doesn't really matter if you're an admin clerk, you know, working part-time or you're a nurse or you're an entrepreneur or a CEO of a company, it doesn't really matter. So long as the work that you are doing is in alignment with who you are and you are almost like channeling your purpose, your mission and your vision through your work. So that's how that chapter landed. Okay, can we pause here for a second? Because this is so exciting to me. I feel like, and we're a part of that tribe that really talks about how amazing creative entrepreneurship is and the freedom that comes with it and how we wouldn't trade it in for the world. But at the same time, I think that there's a similar energy that you can have whether you're working for a corporation or a small business or for somebody else or for yourself. And whenever you can get that energy aligned, it almost doesn't matter. Like it's all kind of the same and it's all going to open opportunities or close doors depending on your attitude and your energy that you bring to it. So I guess my question for you whenever it comes to this chapter and even maybe the last chapter is, whenever it comes to the structure of this book, and maybe this is me nerding out, like as someone who's written a book, but are there are there tarot spreads in it or are there different archetypes that are describing energies from the deck that you can tune into as you're thinking about things, these things? Like how does it relate back to the tarot? 
Yeah. Um, so there are definitely quite a few tarot spreads in there. But what I wanted to do was I didn't want it just to be a book of spreads. Like that's easy. And it's not really how I work with tarot. I don't go, oh, what spread should I use today? And I sit down and I pull out the cards and go, reading done. That's Like I don't read tarot that way often. The way that I read tarot is I'm often going through my own kind of process. It might be journaling about something. And once I hit a roadblock, I'll pull a card to see how I'm, like if I can go deeper. Um, so there's activities in this book where it might start off with, you know, you doing a guided visualization and visualizing the energy, say, around your career and then pulling cards to help you go deeper. So there's these beautiful processes that aren't just about sit down, do tarot reading, but it's about really get into the space of understanding your career better or your relationships or, you know, your relationship with yourself. So that's where, like, this is where I just hope the magic is happening in this book because I really want people to go beyond just sit down, do tarot reading. It's kind of like phase one. It's awesome if you're doing that. Love it. And if you want to integrate tarot, but more importantly, intuition into your life, it's all about having it as just a normal part of your process. And just like you guys are saying, you know, you jump off a call with someone, you pull a card. Of course you do, because it's just part of your process of evaluating and, you know, assessing, like, is this the right fit for us? And is it the only way that you're assessing that? No, because um, it's like we look at life holistically and our intuition is one part of it. So is our, you know, critical um, analytical thinking. And that's an important part too. So I love that you mentioned this too, because I feel like my biggest beef with tarot from time to time is that I'm like, yeah, I get it. Either it is or it isn't. You know, sometimes I feel like the cards can be kind of almost a double-sided where it could mean this, but it could also mean the total opposite thing. Do yes. you know what I mean? And yes. so then it really is digging into your intention, what you came to it with, what you're really seeing in the imagery and really discerning and finding that meaning for yourself. So maybe this is the same reason why tarot cards can't necessarily predict your future, but it also means that you're going to have to bring a certain amount of I don't know, decisiveness or interpretation to the to the reading, right? Is that what you're saying or Yeah, well actually with that, it's this is why it's so important to set up sacred space before you do a reading, right? So if we go into a reading going, "Come on cards, tell me that this publisher is awesome and they're going to give me a, you know, a book deal that's like amazing." If you go into it with that attitude and then you get like maybe the four of cups, uh, <laughs> you're going to feel a little bit like, what? What is this? Sure. Oh, she is taking that cup. Yes. Okay. It is the offer. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so you basically just described what I look like whenever I'm doing a tarot reading. Right, Kathleen's like, gold is raining down on me. <laughs> yeah. Count all those gold specs. Oh, that's every $100,000 I'm going to get. No. Um, <laughs> so, you know, setting up this sacred space, clearing our mind, setting a pure intention, getting it and also like really just getting back in touch with our source, our source energy. That's, that's pure essence. That is where all of the truest answers come from. When we've got ego like shading things, you're off on a different tangent. So really important to reconnect with that source energy that's within yourself to really embody that, channel it, and then go and do a reading because that's going to swoosh away all of the ego side of things and you'll get a much clearer answer. without Also without attachment, that's the other important thing, not being attached to having a certain answer. 
That said, I have to share with you an example. I think I've shared this in the book too. Um, when I had the proposal out and you know how it goes, you get like a few publishers making offers at the end uh, or you have an interview with them and then they, they give you an offer. So I had the interviews and with three publishers and the first one was with a publisher. I thought, oh, this would be pretty awesome. Have the meeting. It was amazing. And then I pulled a card afterwards. It was like the three of swords. I'm like, what? What is this? Oh, this is silly. I put the card away. And then for the other two publishers, I drew like more, I guess, more positive cards. Like one was the nine of cups, actually. And I thought, you know what? They were good meetings, but I really want this first publisher, right? Uh, And then when it came to them giving, um, making the book deals, it all came to fruition. That first publisher who I thought we had an awesome connection with gave a not so great um, deal and it was a three of swords moment. I was like kind of flabbergasted because thinking we had such a good meeting, what's going on? Um, and then the um, running press, obviously that's who I've, I've gone with, you know, they were a nine of cups. And once I fully understood their position and how they're going to work with the book, I knew that they got it and the, you know, they made a very generous offer and I was like, yes, okay. But the, originally I was going, what are these cards? No, and I put them away. I almost completely forgot about them. Um, but yeah, the, it always comes back. So it's clear mind, very important when you have a tarot reading. Right. I love, I love the idea of this book and I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to hold it in my hands and Instagram it and all of these things. But it definitely sounds like this is, this book is quite different in a lot of ways from most of the other tarot books you'll pick up at your bookstore or whatever, where you're just like telling the meanings of the cards, which is the book you've written. You self-published that book. This is really about using it. I want to know why, why this book? Why are you wanting to go in this direction with how it is that you are teaching tarot? Mm. Yes. So my mission, my vision is to bring tarot into the mainstream and have new and more modern and intelligent conversations about tarot and intuition. I think for too long, we've seen tarot as this kind of like fortune telling tool that, you know, maybe it's a little bit evil. Um, maybe it's a little bit naughty. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, like a cult, which it can be all of those things. But in my mind, it's not. It's something completely different. So for me, this book is about getting out that message that tarot can be for anyone and everyone. And it's totally accessible. You don't have to be a master, an expert. You don't have to know all the esoteric systems that go behind tarot. If you do, that's awesome, but you don't have to. Um, and I think also my choice of publisher um, reaffirms that too. Uh, I think I was talking with um, Tori Hartman, who created the Chakra Wisdom Oracle deck. And she was like, you know, really interesting choice of publisher because you could have gone with like a Llewellyn, which are very, you know, well known for um, producing books on tarot and other new age things. But, you know, you've chosen Running Press, which are very like broad, you know, mainstream um, imprint. And I'm like, yeah. That's because I want this in the mainstream. I'm not talking just tarot. I'm talking life. And, you know, I'm talking about here's how you can live like that more enriching conscious life. And tarot just happens to be a tool that will support you in doing that. So one of the things that I've been challenged with whenever it comes to my own practice with tarot is that there have been times in my life where I'm pulling a card every single day and really using it to set an intention or even have a journaling prompt. And I love that, 
Lately, I've moved a little bit away from that, probably because I have been bringing too much ego to my everyday draw. Um, Showering gold. Showering gold. (laughs) Showering gold. But I have been coming back to it more on probably a quarterly basis and really using it in this big picture way. Whenever I'm really struggling with making hard decisions, and it has been incredibly insightful and impactful in that way. And so I'm just curious to hear from you, kind of maybe even the logistics of balancing some of those bigger picture, okay, tarot, okay, deck, I really need you to bring it for me here, not in an ego way, but like this is really, I'm making some decisions or I'm look, I'm trying to look at more of a big picture vision with this read versus this like every day I just need to see what energy I'm bringing to my day kind of read and so I'm curious how maybe you personally balance those or how some of your clients have balanced that that balance between these big picture and daily reads yeah it's interesting because I kind of ebb and flow too so sometimes I'm really into doing the daily read and I can do it quite regularly and then I'm just like oh no, I'm done with that. I don't need that right now. And then other times I might get right into the the lunar cycles. I love doing tarot with the full moon and the new moon. Super, super interesting and juicy stuff can come out of that. And just so you know, in everyday tarot book, there's some awesome full moon and new moon rituals with the cards. So check it out. Yeah, um, <laughs> do you have those just for like any new moon or full moon or do you specify like full moon in Leo? Sorry. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I like to keep because it general. Yeah. I was going to say sometimes that can get really overwhelming. And if you are bringing tarot to the mainstream, that's like some next level stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's funny. I was teaching um, a group of students yesterday and we started delving into tarot and astrology. I'm like, oh man, this is just getting way too detailed for me. It's not like that's not my area of expertise. So I really like to keep it light, practical, easy to use. Um, Now, let me just get back to the question around, yeah, big picture readings versus kind of like everyday regular readings. Um, When I do like more of a big picture reading, you know, like you, I might do it, say, for my business when I'm doing a six-month planning session. Um, or I did one on my birthday a few months ago and that was really insightful. The way I go about it is I'm looking at like carving out some time to do it. It's not one of those just like, oh, I have five minutes. Let's pull some quick cards. Um, I will really set aside time. I will really prepare myself for that reading, whether it's even just going out into nature just to ground myself first and just calm down and get my thoughts cleared then I might set an intention I might journal to begin with I I really think that's the most powerful way of working with tarot is to start with your intuition first and then use the cards to further extract information from your intuition if that makes sense because the practice of doing that like that but that sounds like a smart idea (laughs) (laughs) because what it what it does is it reaffirms that it's your intuition working. It's not these external things outside of you, these little tarot cards that are doing the work. It's you actually doing the work and your intuition doing the work. And so when you start with your intuition, you're reaffirming that. Now, we know our bosses, and we know that many of you are looking to easily sell online courses, memberships, and digital downloads to your audience. 
Well, we found a solution for you in Podia, your all-in-one digital storefront where you can sell your online boss creations in one place with no technical knowledge needed, no third-party plugins required, and zero transaction fees. Start selling today with a 14-day free trial of Podia and as an exclusive offer to the Being Boss listeners, 15% off for life by going to podia.com slash boss. That's P-O-D-I-A dot com slash boss. So can I share an experience I had? I, I was having a big reading and I really prepped for it big time. So Emily had sent me some awesome handmade bath salts that she had created. So I took a bath in these amazing bath salts and then I journaled a little bit at my table. I like lit some candles, maybe lit some incense. It was special. But also I have to mention this was like at four in the afternoon. So a good two hours before my husband and kiddo would be home. So it wasn't like all moody. And there's some areas where you just can't be too precious about it. I would have loved for the full moon to have already been out. So it was a full moon reading. It was during the eclipse. Like the full moon was having an eclipse. And so I go into my reading I'm meditating, I'm pulling my cards, and then I was kind of meditating on the cards, and it just started pouring and lightning and thundering, and all this rain started coming down. There was no weather in the forecast, and then by the time I was like done meditating and coming out of it and really journaling on the cards, the sun was out and birds were chirping. I mean, it was like a full cycle, and I was like, okay, this is real. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. My husband came home and he was like, did you see that rain? I was like, yeah, I made that happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens whenever I meditate. I was going to say, there's no ego anything going on here at all, at all. Right. I, I think that I think that that is an important I think you're making an important point here, though. And that is on some level doing big picture tarot readings like that. I think there has to be some preparation. You have to like really center yourself, find your like place where you can really get in touch with your intuition um, in order to do some of those big picture things. But not all tarot has to be all bath soaks and incense. Like it can be as easy as just pulling a card before you get on a phone call with friends or whatever it may be. Um, And I think, I think quite often people get stuck in one of those where they're either going to be super flippant about it and not really understand like what all it can do for you or they're going to be way too into the ritual side and not understand how everyday tarot can really help you stay connected as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I remember like when I was younger, just starting the tarot and I was reading about all those rituals and the incantations and I was like, how on earth am I going to remember? Like how to call in the directions and all of these kinds of things. <laughs> and it started freaking me out. And I thought, right, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But what I've discovered now is that our ritual is our own. And, you know, Kathleen, like you chose that you'd have a bath and you'd manifest a beautiful thunderstorm. <laughs> That's your ritual. <laughs> Uh, It could be as simple as your ritual might just simply be closing your eyes and taking in a few deep breaths. Um, It's really important that you don't let it get in the way. It's it's an important piece of reading tarot and clearing your mind, but don't get like too caught up in it. And I think that's the same with tarot overall is just don't take it. 
I don't like saying this. I want to say like, don't take it too seriously. I think do take it seriously because the messages in there are real and true and authentic. Um, but don't go, don't be so attached to it having to be a certain way or having to do things in a certain way. I totally agree. It's almost like saying don't don't take anything so seriously. Life in general, we can have fun and we can play with it. And I think that tarot is just a reflection of any aspects of life, as you've outlined in your book. Um, I have a question. Actually, speaking of the thunderstorm that happened, it was almost like this wink of synchronicity. And for me, synchronicity always feels like a little wink from the universe that allows me to actually have faith that there is something maybe bigger going on. Whether or not it's true, that's beside the point. For me, it feels special and it feels, um, like I said, like a little wink. And so I love pulling a card, especially if I'm using a, a deck with animals in it, and then seeing where those animals begin to show up. And so, and this might even extend beyond tarot, but I'm curious from you, Bridget, do you play with synchronicities at all? Do you notice them happening and does that play into tarot at all? Yeah, absolutely. So I think synchronicities happen when you're switched on. So oftentimes we can rush through life. We don't even, you know, like sometimes you just go through and think, do I even stop at that red light? I don't know. I hope so <laughs> because we're not paying attention. But when we do pay attention and we're in tune, then we do see these beautiful synchronicities. You know, you could have been all like, you know, hold up in the in your house and not even caring about what's going on because you're so focused on the cards and you want it to tell you a certain thing, in which case you wouldn't have even noticed what the weather was doing. But you were switched on and your awareness had gone from kind of those blinkers to a full awareness, which that to me, that's being in touch with your pure source energy is that full extended expanded awareness where there is no limitation, there is no boundary. And that's where you see all these beautiful synchronicities. It's also, I believe, it's where you can start to see through the matrix. <laughs> so we're getting a bit woo here. <laughs> but- Wait, say more. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm, I'm being dead serious. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I don't know if we have these experiences, but sometimes, you know, you can see the world around you and, you know, you see trees, grass. Well, that's what I see right now. Um, but when you're in this full expanded awareness, you start to see more, like, Sure, it's not a physical thing, but you start to feel into energy of something. You start to feel into like, you know, there might be a certain pull. Um, there might be Are something you talking about ghosts. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, and not even like okay energies. Well, yeah, like I don't know. Sometimes you could just even just feel into a day and you yeah. know really sense into the sunshine and how that makes you feel. Um, you might even be able to like walk into a room and get a sense of like, what's the vibe there? Um, I guess those are more sort of tangible um, experiences. <laughs> but also maybe ghosts a little bit. I don't know. I'm not really into ghosts, but if I you're into them. it, you go for it. <laughs> okay. I got the best compliment ever this weekend, which was, I don't believe in any of this stuff, but Kathleen, if you told me that you could see ghosts, I would 100% believe you. And I was like, that is the best compliment I've ever gotten. I cannot see ghosts. Okay, so coming back to that, though, that opening up and seeing more than what's there, and even if it's just noticing a beautiful sunset and it hitting your soul, like almost feeling like you're striking a bell in your stomach, that's kind of how it feels for me. Whenever I can just really not only see the beauty, but it resonates in my core. 
how can we turn up the volume on that all the time? Because it truly is the best feeling whenever you can tune into synchronicities and to really seeing beauty and feeling it or even energies. And maybe that's there's some shadow sides of that too, where you walk into a room and feel bad vibes and know to get out of there or to alchemize that energy and to make it good somehow. And um So yeah, synchronicities, picking up vibes, and then intuition. Like, how can we just turn up the volume on all of this, or should we? Mm. Yeah, actually, so there's there's something I share in the book, uh, and it was about, oh, it must have been about 15 years ago. It was pre-kids. And my husband and I, we went up to Darwin, which is in the north of Australia, and it's known for all sorts of things. Um, but one of the things is uh, it's beautiful sunsets on the beach. And we thought, oh, great, we'll go, we'll go see the sunset. It'll be nice, you know, go for a walk, what have you. Get down to the beach and there were literally hundreds of people sitting on the beach. And we're thinking, is there like a, an event going on? Is there, you know, a music show or something? But no, everyone's just sitting there on their picnic blanket and the sun was starting to drop uh, in the sky. And then as the sun got closer and closer to the horizon, people started standing up and facing the sun. And as it went all the way down, everyone started clapping and celebrating this gorgeous sunset. And it just sent chills up my spine because the sun sets every single day, right? But do we actually even care? Do we even really notice? Oftentimes, no, because we're so in like our busyness. But what this experience reminded me was that there, just as you said, there is beauty everywhere. Every single second is it's around us. But it's up to us to be able to cherish that, to honor it, and be part of it. And so that experience inspired me then to create uh, a sunrise and a sunset ritual. Very simple kind of like an extension of the daily tarot card. But with the sunrise, you know, if you can be in front of the sun as it's rising uh, and pull a tarot card asking, well, what energy can I bring into my day today? And then as the sun sets, what is it that I'm truly grateful for? You know, as the sun's setting, what have, what have I created? What have I achieved in this day or in this moment? Um, and so just, again, these simple practices is about honoring our intuition, ourselves and our involvement in this greater environment that we're in. This is a perfect example, I think, of how it is that you can bring tarot or even just like mindfulness, just general mindfulness, but obviously tarot as a tool into every single day. And at this point, twice a day, sunrise and sunset. And I think that I think that by living your life in a way that you are taking these moments, you can so much more greatly appreciate every single day. And that's some powerful stuff. Like you bring that mainstream, I'm down. Yeah. Love it. And look, it also it it still allows you to have room for being a grumble bum for having a bad day like we don't have to be in this beautiful blissful state all of the time because I think this is important sometimes I hear like you know these kind of um, aspirational calls and I think oh yeah but do you ever get like really angry do you ever yell at your kids I'm sure you do (laughs) so like it's okay to have those moments too of like the absolute bliss but also the absolute everyday kind of you know um, churn that we have uh, but if you're finding yourself in a bit of a patch where it's just, you know, the 
the negative stuff is outweighing the positive, just lean into some of these practices and it will start to fill your cup again. You don't have to walk around like, you know, you're floating on air all the time, but at least it will help just fill your cup and restore your hope and faith in life again. I love that so much. So we've got some full moon stuff. We've got some new moon, sunrise, sunset. Are there any other rhythms that you're tapping into? Oh, let me um, think. Do you know, it's it's not so much a rhythm, but this is one of my other really favorite easy activities from the book, and it's a self-love ritual. And Yes, tell us more. <laughs> and in fact, you could probably write, you can end up writing a whole love book to yourself using this um using this so I've got my cards here I'm just going to give them a quick shuffle so I can give you a demonstration so it's as simple as shuffling your cards just you know thinking about yourself and where you're at and this is a great exercise if you're feeling really good about yourself great do it if you're feeling really crappy about yourself this is also a good time to do it as well um or even if you're going through a phase where you want to work on your self-love Neat. Okay, so when you pull a card and you look at this card and what you're asking is um, you're using like a prompt of what do I love about myself? So I have here the King of Pentacles and for this ritual what I'm saying is I love that I am you know, I love that I'm the boss of my business. I was <laughs> saying, you are a boss, making yes. it rain. Raining, raining grapes on, on this, this everyday tarot card, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it might be like you might just go, okay, what are these three things? I love that I'm a boss. I love that I know how to handle material things in my life, be it money, career, Um, possessions and so on and I love that I can step into that king position um, with you know my team and my community and so on and really you know own that king energy as well so can I pull a card for you guys and you you do the yes absolutely and while you're reshuffling those and pulling cards for us, I want to talk about the design of the book because it is beautiful. So it's all purples and golds. And the design of the deck itself is really minimal. And I think that if you ever feel overwhelmed by all the imagery that you see in a deck, um, this this is a really great deck, the Everyday Tarot deck, because I think it really simplified some of the imagery where you can really see a few symbols, key in on them, and translate them. Yeah, absolutely. So Eleanor Grosch is the illustrator of the Everyday Tarot deck, and she was super fun to work with. In fact, she got so psyched about the project. We did 78 cards in two months typically it's like two years but she did it in two months she's like Bridget I just can't stop I've got to keep going this is too much fun um and I think that's kind of testament to this magic of tarot and you know once you get into it and you get into the vibe of it it just it lifts off um but so our intention when we were designing the deck yes was to keep it simple to keep it modern it's based on the Rider Waite deck but uh when Eleanor and I were working together I would kind of pull out the symbols of, you know, keep these things in, this stuff, no extra information, let's take that out because I want people to be able to focus on the things that are most important while also still having enough detail that you can get into the story of the card because that's a very important um, technique that I use and that I teach is to see a story in a card. 
So we're very mindful of that. We've also done some really neat things around gender. There's more women in the cards and they're in those strong cards too. Like the Knight of Swords is um, now a woman. It's Athena and she looks so awesome. It's one of my favorite cards. Um, Queen of Cups is a mermaid and King of Cups is a merman. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it just it really embodies her essence. And also because we're working with three colors, we're working with a really deep, rich purple, a gold and a white. Um, we would also bring more, um, I guess you could say, like diversity to the deck. We've got people with purple skin, we've got people with gold skin, and we've got people with white skin. So it's nice to bring a little bit more of that um, modern element into the cards, whilst not overcomplicating it. That's the important thing. And they're 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 mini cards, but I don't. I think this should be the new size of tarot because <laughs> finally they fit in my hands perfectly, and I don't have to like concentrate while I'm shuffling and you know with them going everywhere like I do with many of the bigger decks. So. Yeah, pretty neat. But can I scoot back to the um, self-love card? So Kathleen, I drew this one for you. It's the Ace of Wands. It's showing a hand holding up a stick a with some... big old wand. <laughs> yes, with some leaves and <laughs> lots of good juju. So Kathleen, I invite you to say, I love that I am. I love that I am. Let's see. It almost makes me feel like I'm grabbing opportunities. Like I'm gra- I love that I'm grabbing opportunities. What is that on the left side of the card, on the opposite side of the hand? Yeah. It's a little castle which which for me signifies uh that you might be at the very beginning and there's security and safety coming up and also that feeling of stability as well, but further in the future. So, you know what I'm seeing on that though because it's on the left side of the card. For me that feels like the past. So it almost feels like I love that I'm willing to take new adventures and to leave home. Yeah. But also maybe that um the future is bright. And then also the wand with the way that the leaves are, it makes me think of seasons and living with the seasons and being in tuned and embracing and loving the changes that come with spring and summer and then the dropping of the leaves in the fall so that's what I would say I love my ability to um go to try new things I love my ability to adapt and change I can't remember the first one grab opportunities yeah yeah, awesome. And maybe even in a, even in like almost a spiritual way, like the wands is kind of a spiritual suit, right? Mm. So really using also spirituality to manifest these opportunities or to walk me through the beginning of my journey. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Oh, yay. I was thinking, I hope Emily doesn't get like the devil or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got you a good one. It's all right. Okay. Breathe easy. So for you, Emily, I have here the strength card and it shows a beautiful woman holding this ferocious lion who also seems very tame in her arms. So Emily, what would you say? I love that I am. Well, I love that I can hold it all at bay for sure. Um, And I love that. And I love that I practice that as much as possible. I think there's a difference between having the ability to and then actually doing it. Um, and I love that I can be friends with lions. Have you got a few in your backyard or <laughs> something you need to tell us? Do you see <laughs> Kathleen's hair right now? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. 
definitely embodying the Leo. And my necklace. I'm wearing. <laughs> and a lion she's wearing necklace. her lion necklace. <laughs> oh. And I love that you always look so beautiful and graceful doing it. Right. I can hold a lion at bay and still look cute. <laughs> I love it. That is such a good practice. Yeah. Imagine if you were doing that every day and you're writing in your journal. Imagine the like the love book that you would just create with that and even just that good juju. And even if you do it with a friend, if you have an accountability partner and maybe you say it about one another um, or even with your husband or partner or, you know, bestie as well. So many options. So much good juju. <laughs> that's that's great. I have not experienced that use of tarot cards before, but I think that will probably be one that I absolutely add to my tool belt. I know. Even how I was saying that I'm struggling with my everyday practice, I think part of it is that I want to have that, but in a way that doesn't feel like I'm doing this big interpretation every single day and or a vague interpretation or, you know, pulling a card and feeling vagueness around it. I think that that's a great practice for starting the day and just having a little bit more guidance or structure around how to do that one card pull. Thank you so much, Bridget. That was so much fun. Yay, my pleasure. And I have to admit, like, I felt scared, like, just looking at the symbols and not pulling up biddytarot.com to see what that card actually <laughs> meant. But I also think that this is a great practice um, if you are constantly referencing what your cards mean to get into looking at the symbols and really understanding what those mean to you. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely see your deck being very helpful to people who struggle with interpreting it themselves like taking out all the noise of a card and just focusing on what matters I think I think yours I think you have achieved your goal of making it as accessible to as many people as possible I know I know that whenever I use it I'm going to feel you there with me because you've done so much of the heavy lifting of deciding what to put in the cards and what to leave out that it really helps me think okay how would Bridget translate this if she was sitting here chatting with me but can I can I throw this in can I encourage you not to do that (laughs) (laughs) you're right that is like an you're right that is like an external because I want I want you to get in connection with you right um I love that you're checking on biddytarot.com I feel very honored I appreciate it it's a great way to learn about the cards and when we're doing something so personal like what do I love about myself all that just goes out the window, right? This is what, like, I want you to push that away. And it's what do you see when you look at those cards? What do you feel? What is it eliciting from you internally? Because that's, that's the idea. The, the idea of this exercise isn't to know what the right card is. It's not a test. It's more about for you to get in connection with yourself. And that's, that's the important piece. And I, I, this is a really strong message for all kinds of tarot readings. I really want folks to, know and trust themselves this is not about getting it right it is about giving you information giving you access to your inner wisdom your inner guidance system that's the magic that bit not did I get it right did Biddy say was I right with Biddy (laughs) you're so right I just think that I personally adore you and love you so much and I love your approach to tarot that I just always want to have you sitting next to me And I want to channel you during my readings and hear your uh, beautiful voice saying, here's what this means. (laughs) What do you think it means? Hear that voice. (laughs) I know, right? Okay, I'm going to hear that. What do you think it means? I love that. Well, thank you so much. Where can our listeners find the book and the deck? 
Awesome. So Everyday Tarot is available for pre-order through until September and then hopefully it's on bookshelves everywhere that good books are sold. You can find out more at everydaytarot.com. You can watch the video about the book, get a bit more of a feel for it. Uh, And also we have a really neat offer for um, pre-orders that if you do pre-order, you'll also get access to my exclusive intuition development mini course as well. So lots of fun. Nice. Well, I'm so glad that you have created this thing, this book and this deck, both of which for the purpose of getting everyone in touch with their intuition and using tarot, because I agree with you. I um, I think it's high time that people stop being offended by tarot cards and instead use them to get in touch with themselves um, so that we can all be living more mindfully and in tune with all that is good. Please. All right. Final question, Bridget. Can you talk about what makes you feel most boss? It might be a a moment or an experience that you've recently had that makes you feel most boss. Okay. So the last two times that I've been on your show, I've given you a very like soulful, heartfelt answer, which still holds to be true, right? But I was thinking overnight, what makes me, what actually makes you feel really boss right now? And I'll tell you what, this is a very materialistic, ego-driven answer, but it's booking business class tickets to the US for the book tour as a bit of a reward and, you know, for that um, just reaffirmation of what I've achieved in my business. And so, yeah, business class tickets all the way, baby. (laughs) Yes. Business class tickets. Every time, I think, is my next boss goal. (laughs) Right. People sometimes ask me when I'm coming to Australia, and I always say, when I can afford to fly myself and my family first or business class. (laughs) And then I'll feel boss, too. My girls keep asking me, oh, mommy, if you're going business class, can we go business class next time as a family? I'm like, no, not when it's four of us. No, because it's hard enough, you know. Really, like you've, I get quite worked up when I'm about to click the like buy now button for the business class tickets just yeah. for myself. And I think, imagine if you were doing this for a family, but maybe <laughs> it's in the future. Who knows? <laughs> well, I think it is. That's goals. All right, Bridget, thank you so much for joining us. As always, it is such a pleasure to chat with you. Oh, my pleasure. My honor. <laughs> Hey bosses, I want to tell you about the CEO Day Kit. The CEO Day Kit is 12 months of focused planning for your business in just one day. So Emily and I have packaged up the exact tools that we've been consistently using for years that have helped us grow from baby bosses to the CEOs of our own businesses. Gain clarity, find focus, get momentum, prioritize your time, make better decisions, and become more self-reliant with the CEO Day Kit. Go to courses.beingboss.club to learn more and see if it's a fit for you and your business. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. If you're looking for more help in being boss of your work and life, come check out our website where you can find episode show notes, browse our archives, and access free resources like worksheets, trainings, quizzes, and more. It's all at www.beingboss.club. Do the work. Be boss. Thank you.